some people probably will know like absolutely nothing yeah about anything just full stop yeah so good for the, their first piece of knowledge they gain can be about this um <laughs> babies <laughs> come out the womb and I get played political podcast, you, should, you know like listen to mozart but, like actually, it makes babies smarter <laughs> high off the ITV2 Harry Potter marathon over the Easter weekend. I'm high off my mental breakdown. <laughs> it took place approximately from about 10am to about 12. <laughs> Guys, this podcast episode was nearly cancelled, so... So be grateful. And then <laughs> then I cancelled therapy in order to record the podcast, so... The podcast is my therapy. I was going to... I was honestly going to throw myself on the balcony today, but then I thought, no, I've got a podcast set to record. <laughs> podcast saving lives. Yeah. Yeah. Saving your lives as well, I bet. Yeah. Big shout out to everyone who's messaged me to say things like, I don't know what you were talking about, but it was funny. <laughs> Um, big shout out to everyone that messaged me saying, yeah, was fine. Enjoyed. <laughs> also, actually, if you are actually enjoying it, then go and give us a rating on iTunes. Um, <laughs> not only because that will help the podcast, but also because at the moment we have two ratings. And like, I didn't realise, but on iTunes, my name. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> So, like, one of the reviews is very clearly by me. And so, I need some more reviews to, like, make mine go yeah. to the bottom because I also don't know how to delete it. And, like, if I delete it, then we've only got one rating. So, yeah, leave us a rating. Um, <laughs> would be very much appreciated. Even yeah. if it's a one-star rating, we've just got to bury yeah, self I actually review. don't need five stars. I just need to bury my own. Like, mistake yeah <laughs> also hi and thank you to our first patreon subscriber mm. actually means a lot like we were so excited thank you um, so much because my main goal is to give up my job and just do this full time and hi to pip's boss if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um but yeah thanks guys if some more of you could do that it'd be really helpful we are not really publishing any patreon content at the moment but we probably will once we've got the hang of this. Following our scathing critique of capitalism and public platforms last episode. <laughs> this is my feminist reparations. Yeah, I've been rubbing my clit for anti-capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only hate capitalism as long as it's financing other people. But if it's me, then I don't care. My socialism is born of jealousy. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, Becca, talk me through your Easter. It was really what nice. 
um, went home and watched a lot of Harry Potter with my parents who asked me questions like, is Snape good or bad? I don't want to speak about Harry Potter anymore. Let's no. move on. What else did you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, I went for some walks. Why has everyone got a cockapoo? I know. They're really trending. Okay, I hate them. Okay, so you know what's funny about London is obviously it's like five years ahead of the trends elsewhere. So like cockapoos were trending in London like five years ago. Like everyone in London's yeah. had a cockapoo. Now, and this is a trend I can get bored with. Sausage got a dog. Yes. yes. And we didn't rehearse that, guys. We have not discussed the sausage no. dog epidemic. Everyone's got a sausage dog. I saw a sausage dog the other day. It was like absolutely tiny. It was in a little Burberry coat and it was being carried around. It couldn't even walk. It was so sweet. I live near Hampstead Heath and go there pretty frequently. I'm a regular. And um, the sausage dogs are outweighing the cockapoos for yeah. sure. And I'm glad about it. Yeah. So to everyone that's just got their cockapoo, well done. You've just got a dog. Which the person that made cockapoo said that they wanted to to get rid of them. them. Yeah. <laughs> That's how my mum feels about me. Don't you think that Crufts is kind of eugenicist? What? What's Crufts? You know the dog show. No. What? All breeding is eugenics. No, no. Having children isn't eugenics. <laughs> yeah, but like pedigrees. Yeah, well, that's what Crufts is. It's like the Pedigree Association. Okay. So it is eugenicist. Yeah. I really want, um, I feel like dog breeding came before eugenics. Mm. Weren't pugs bred to be like lap dogs in Imperial China? I don't know. I fully made that up. That could be so wrong. <laughs> Fake news <laughs> <laughs> So how was your Easter? How was my Easter? My Easter was great. I obviously, as a Catholic, I've been spending a lot of time. Please don't appropriate purging, my culture. Purging the flesh of whatever it is at Easter that you purge out. No, I finally started eating cheese again, which was fun. Um, Do you have a diarrhea explosion or not? Oof, there's a reason I clean the toilet today before you go there. <laughs> Let's put it like that. No, I did not have a diarrhea explosion. But like, I've just, like, I was vegan for Lent. Yeah, you've got Catholic aesthetic. You'd be fine. I've got, like, a lot of Catholics. And, and... <laughs> I think you are, you're historically very inclined you appreciate like luxury aesthetic. You don't mind a bit of meaningless, archaic piece of shit, as you said at the first episode. Yeah. And Protestantism is like the birth of capitalism. So, yeah, just one to consider. Yeah, I could be Catholic, and I could move to Italy. Yeah, and I could move to Rome. That's I think I'd like to live in. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd like to. Live in. I could move to Tuscany. Yeah, <laughs> name more places in Italy on your visa oh, application. <laughs> like. Um, I'm a Catholic, so I want to live in Venice. <laughs> My friend from Birmingham. And I can move to Russia. Yeah. Yeah, your friend in Birmingham. My friend from Birmingham always calls Birmingham. Alabama? No, obviously not. Stop. Okay. <laughs> My friend from Birmingham always calls it the Venice of the UK. <laughs> okay, but did you actually know that Birmingham <laughs> has more length of canals than Amsterdam. Guys, you heard it here first. I used to live in Birmingham. They have more length of canals than Amsterdam. To which my dad would always say, yeah, but it's quality, not quantity. <laughs> which is true. That's right. Do they have as many prostitutes, though? That's the real question. Probably. Now you've left. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I took them all with me. Because <laughs> I'm the pimp. 
you walking through the bull ring in Venice with like a cane and a purple coat? When you said the bull ring, do you mean the Birmingham bull ring? Oh my god, yes! That's <laughs> was in Venice! <laughs> <laughs> Birmingham! God, this is such a shame. You know what, Babo, I'm from Venice. <laughs> Anyway, oh my god, maybe we should get Carl. Oh, okay, never mind. Who? Carl Chin. He's like, he's like a Birmingham. <laughs> he did a lot of the history for Peaky Blinders, but we moved into his house in Birmingham. So like, did he know about it? Or did you just <laughs> turn up one day? I squatted in his house. I was the Charles Manson of Carl Chin's house. Turned up with he, all my prostitutes. He'd go to bed and he'd be like, God, there's something in the roof. I just hear this <laughs> scratching. <laughs> We need to do a podcast about yes. rats. <laughs> I love rats. They've really come back into fashion. They have, and I'm very big on Plague Doctors as well. Oh, yeah. I think Plague Doctor will be my first Halloween outfit when we come out. Sexy Plague Doctor. <laughs> Can I be Sexy Plague Victim? Oh, yeah. We can so I'll have like, like the exploding burns. boils on my nipples or yeah. something. Yeah. Okay. On with the Is pod. That enough? Is that enough to- chatter? I think so. Let's move on. What are we talking about today, Becca? This week we're talking about the topic that men love to hate and women just love. Astrology. (laughs) Do you want to introduce your big three? My big three? Oh, okay. So I'm a Taurus sun. Taurus ascending. So I'm Taurus all round. And then Cancer moon. And I'm a Sagittarius sun, Virgo moon and Cancer ascending. Oh, you've got Cancer ascending? Yeah. Whenever I say cancer, you know this, I always think of that um, outnumbered episode where Ben goes, cancer, 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 <laughs> which is why it's really inconvenient that it's in my star sign, because like, I always think like, cancer, 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 and running around my birth chart. So for people who don't know, your so the sun sign, that's the one that everyone's like, oh, if you're born at this date, that's Apparently what you are. Apparently 90% of people know their sun sign. Really? Across the world, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think it's a common place even if you think it's total bullshit, you mm. just know. And like people can name the star signs, even if they're complete skeptics. Yeah, I mean, I think I would actually even struggle naming. No, I probably could name all of them, but like it wouldn't be like off the top of my head. Yeah. I know people that don't really know their star sign, but whatever. That's they're all, good. They're all men. Yeah, so. of course they're all yeah, men. Yeah, of course. Well, my dad knows his only so he can tell me how much it's bullshit. I see. So what does your star sign mean, Becca? Well, Sagittarians are like fun, irresponsible, um, intellectual, philosophical, optimistic. Anything bad about them? Anything bad. Brash, kind of rude without meaning to be, inconsiderate and flighty, which I feel like it's pretty... But then, like, how much of that do I think about myself because I've been told it's about myself? Yeah, because I wouldn't really say that you're that rude without thinking. I don't think I'm... I'm never intentionally rude, but I feel like I'm... Because I'm not really offended by anything. Yeah. I don't pick up on what people are offended by very well, I think. Interesting. And what's your Taurus? What's the the characteristic? Okay, so you actually, I feel like, know more about my characteristics than I do. I think my character characteristics oh my jesus lord i'm like stubborn lazy love that you started with the bad ones (laughs) (laughs) they're good (laughs) stubborn lazy according to instagram i just love 
like all I do is Food. eat. Like, Sagittarius are always like, Sagittarius love to travel. Yeah, in Instagram it's just like, Taurus love, love to, to eat. eat. Yeah. Bitch, I was anorexic, so suck <laughs> on that astrology. <laughs> and then my good characteristics are... I think it's like loyal. Loyal, generous. Very aesthetically oh, tuned. Yeah, aesthetically in tune. Very like down to earth. And like when I say down to earth, not even just... Like not earthy. short. <laughs> no, yeah, like in tune with like nature and very like bodily. Yeah. Like it's the Taurus classic that we love, like stretching and watering. And plants. like candles and yeah. yeah. Which is fair. Like I love all those things. I think Taurus is very amenable to Instagram. Like because people think of Taurians as aesthetic and foodie and naturey. Yeah. Whereas Sagittarius is like gobshites. So I have a book, which is what I've got in front of me, which I w- I've always had this, like it's called My Birthday, April 30th. Oh, just told everyone my birthday. And I got given it when I was a child. So I've literally taken everything that I've ever known about a star sign from this book. And this is why I'm such a <laughs> narcissist, little self-obsessed <laughs> because it says that I'm not only a Taurus, I'm a first decan Taurian. Um, and then it says, the most famous writer of all time, William Shakespeare, was a first decantorian. The famous jazz singer Ella Fitzgerald, the author Charlotte Bronte, <gasps> Al Pacino, author. Daniel Day-Lewis, um, US President Ulysses S. Grant. Who else does it name? Um, it also names Tauruses as Cher, Bob Barley, Stevie Wonder, Barbara Streisand, Shirley Temple, the Queen Elizabeth II of England, Joanna Lumley. So I've literally been reading all of this stuff since I was like, a child yeah so i've always known that i was destined for great things and now <laughs> here i am a podcastress with an estimated audience of 69 <laughs> astrology is real <laughs> it's so funny that you were given that because i when i was about seven we went on holiday and we met up with our family friends who were in the same area and their like crazy spiritual aunt was with them she was like out of a cartoon she was mm. like new agey and I was seven years old and she pulled me aside and said, I know that you will enjoy this. And she gave me a like 1970s, I've still got it at home. It's like a new age guide to tarot and oh, astrology. that's so cool. And a crystal, a clear crystal, which I have in my room. So I do think if you're introduced to it early, you get into it early. And also because, because like, so, you know, I said to you the other day, oh, I'm really lazy. And you said, no, you're not lazy. Or like, I would never think of you as lazy. Yeah. Because in my book, which I've had since I can remember, like it was one of the first books I remember owning. It says that Tauruses can be lazy or Taurians can be mm-hmm. lazy. I've always thought of myself as lazy. And like, I, so I'll have one morning in bed. I'll be like, oh, it's your classic Taurus <laughs> sign coming out. You lazy bitch. <laughs> well, I remember when I came to stay with you in summer, and we'd been up the night before until really late, like till five. We're crazy guy. Yeah, and we'd been drinking. And um, in the morning, I came into the kitchen and you'd done all the washing up. And I was like, oh, you should have woken me up. I'm so sorry to leave it to you. And you said, and I will remember this forever. Well, I just think if you've laid in bed past nine, you must have really needed the sleep. <laughs> And I was like, I have never naturally woken up before midday. Like, my friends can vouch. I will get, like, 15 hours sleep if uninterrupted. Oh, yeah. It just really made me laugh that you thought, like, oh, poor dear. She slept in past 9am. She must be exhausted. Yeah, I always think I must be ill if I sleep in past 9. 
I think I must be ill if I wake up at nine. Today I slept until like 8.30 and I was like, oh, it's not even time lion. I slept until midday. <gasps> really? I think, yeah. see, this is another part of the issue is that like also, so unrelated, but like in reference to me having like a slight mental wobble this morning, <laughs> I'll like get up at 8.30 and no one will be around and I'll suddenly just feel really, like I called like my boyfriend and he was like, I just woke up. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, hi, like, I just want to chat. Like, I was being all manic. And he was like, okay. <laughs> so anyway, back to astrology. I do think that if you get introduced to it early, it's not that you mimic the characteristics. I don't necessarily think that this has so much power and potential to change the way that you are. But I think that you recognise things. So like, for me, I've always been very, ca- ca- not even cautious, but I've just been aware of, Am I being lazy? Am I being lazy? That kind of thing. Yeah, I think it I think it heightens your awareness of what you expect of yourself mm. because you're taught that these are traits that were given to you rather than ones that you've like cultivated or have been influenced by your social factors. It's, you know, the stars gave you this characteristic. Yeah. It's interesting because I think this about astrology and also personality tests like Enneagram, for example, and Myers-Briggs, but they're meant to be descriptive and they end up being formative because you find what you want within them and then adapt towards Mm -hmm. that or away from that. Like, so for example, I don't like being lazy when I occasionally am lazy. And so like, I always pick out on it as something that, yeah. yeah. Um, And I'm conscious in relationships, like romantic or sexual relationships that I'm, prone to i mean sagittarians are they're 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 like commitment phobes of the zodiac yeah so if i ever feel any kind of like wobble or compulsion to maybe be on my own or like cancel a plan i'm always like no everyone thinks you're a commitment phobe like you're such a flake you can't commit to something yeah whereas if i wasn't told that that was who i was i probably would just go with my gut and not do what i didn't want to do rather than force myself into a commitment that I don't, I don't necessarily mean like go and cheat on my boyfriend or something, but just if there's a plan, I'm like, no, you have to do it. Everyone thinks you're a commitment phobe and a flake. Yeah, which is so funny because I would never think of you as a commitment phobe or a flake. But then it's like, are you not a commitment phobe and a flake because you were told that you were at a young age? It's it's like the chicken and the egg. We can never know. Yeah. Unfortunately. Astrology is self-proving in the sense that, so when we talked about big three, so that's your sun sign which everyone knows that's the one that you'll be like i'm a virgo or whatever then you have your moon sign which is meant to be your internal self and then your ascending sign which is meant to be is it like how the sun is the ego the moon is the internal self and the ascending sign is like your way of relating to the world i think it adds to your sun yeah yeah i mean i don't i don't actually know as much as you do okay it's a big question like do you believe in astrology no but Uh, i don't have to believe in it to be on board find it it useful but it's not even i don't even find it useful yeah i enjoy it as a framework of analysis but I'm fully aware the whole time that the analysis is completely unscientific. Yeah, because you'll do this thing where um, you'll describe people by being like, oh, that person, she's such a Virgo. (laughs) She's such a (laughs) Virgo. 
Or you'll be like, oh, she's such an Aquarius, which is annoying because like, I don't know enough about the signs <laughs> to understand what you're trying to tell me. But that's why I think the labels are so useful because it's so much easier for me to say, oh, I'm a Sagittarius sun, Virgo moon, cancer rising, than say... I'm very spontaneous, but I also enjoy routine and the things I care about and get upset when that routine is broken. Yeah. And like, if you are participating in this language, which astrology is a language and it it's almost gatekeeping in the sense that it's unintelligible, as you've just said, to the people that are outside of it. But once you're in the community and once you can participate in this language, you have a whole host of resources to understand people better and they invite you to understand them so if I say to someone who is able to participate in that language, oh, I'm a Sagittarius sun, but a Virgo moon, I invite them to understand that I am very spontaneous, but also if a routine that I feel invested in is broken, it really upsets me. They know that about me. And it's it's a way of masking vulnerability because you can present someone with some information and they can read into it in such a way that you don't have to engage in the process of getting to know someone. But only if you conform fully to the characteristics of your sign. But that is why astrology, again, is such a useful like conspiracy because it's always self-proving because you can always go into more layers because yeah. you've got all your different planets. So we've got like Mercury, which is meant to govern communication. So I could be like, oh, I'm a Sagittarius, so I'm super blunt and offend people, but my Mercury is in Libra, so I'm really balanced with how I communicate. You know, like you can always find more details that validate the contradictory parts of yourself. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is why it's so seductive, I think. Which is why it's so all-encompassing and yet so meaningless. Exactly, exactly. Because it can mean absolutely anything whilst meaning nothing. Nothing, yeah. Because you, you, once you find something that you don't agree with, all you have to do is dig a bit deeper to find a causal explanation. So you can say like, oh, my Mars is in Taurus, which means I'm meant to be really stubborn in conflict, but I'm not like that. But then an astrologer could be like, oh, but your Mars is actually at a particular angle with Pluto, which is in Aquarius, meaning the relationship between the two governs your sixth house like there's so much detail mm. that you get so overwhelmed with the details that it actually means whatever you want it to mean you can always find a reason for how you are yeah most people are not bogged down in the details at all though no but that's why i think the astrology community gets to kind of gatekeep its own validity it yeah. always has a way to prove its own validity mm-hmm. because it's always like oh but you didn't know that your Venus was conjunct with Saturn at mm. that time. So that's why. Like, there is there is always an answer. Yeah. And it's not an answer that's accessible. All I know is my chart is ruled by Venus, and that's why everyone's in love with me. Yeah. Which fits. Yeah. And mine's ruled by Virgo, which is why I'm a neurotic freak. Virgin! What <laughs> <laughs> is the virgin who can drive. But astrology hasn't always been a way of interpreting personal characteristics. It was a legitimate scientific practice hundreds of years ago. Mm. So I'm doing at my master's... Do your little history of astrology. Yeah, so it was. it's conceptualised as geocentric, meaning it's at the centre of the Earth. Or the Earth, rather, is at the centre of the solar system and things move around in relation to the Earth. So if you imagine the Earth as like the centre of a pie mm-hmm. and everything's coming off it in different angles and like where the earth rotates round. That's where that energy moves through. Um, 
I was so confused about like why you were using pie. Is that? <laughs> I was like, what? Um, I thought you were gonna do like the side dishes. <laughs> <laughs> and your green beans are in Capricorn. <laughs> Um, and it was used as really legitimate science so uh, in my history class we've been looking at primary sources in the black death and the actual like royal court appointed astrologers were looking at planetary alignments and saying things like well neptune is conjunct to saturn at the point at which we enter aquarius i'm just making stuff up here but my point is it was a real it was the same way that we read the weather forecast of like Mm. you know areas of low pressure and things like that they really understood it to be formative not of their individual characteristics it wasn't a self-focused thing it was like a globally focused thing it was a way of understanding what was happening in your life but Mm -hmm. in terms of the earth it was scientific because it was also very much not in contradiction to christianity and religion it was complementary to it it was a science Mm -hmm. of understanding what was going on rather than an alternative belief system Um, But the geocentric nature of it is partly why it's so unscientific today, because we know that, like, the sun doesn't revolve around the earth. Yeah. So, like, crucially, the science of it is just wrong. Yeah, because the earth doesn't revolve around the sun. So, actually, Yes, it does. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm coming off as really anti-science at the moment. Yeah, you are. It's because I am. I don't believe in anything, okay? (laughs) Science, astrology, they're all the same to me. No, the sun doesn't revolve around the earth, so its whole estimation of stars is just wrong. wrong. Yeah. But it's really fun to look on the meme pages and be like, oh my God, that's so me. Yeah. Okay, so I think that actual practice of astrology and meme astrology are two quite different things. Yeah. Because I think there are some people who probably practice astrology more in similar ways to how it used to be practiced. And even in the sense that I think that a lot of people, are, especially millennials, are really into astrology on Instagram because it's kind of like funny and you can tag your mates in it. But I don't think that as many people do that as actually follow their astrology or even read their astrology every single day. Yeah. I would be highly surprised if that was the case. Um, and a lot of them won't visit astrologers or psychics and stuff because that's a higher level of commitment. I think it's a higher level of cognitive dissonance. It's easy to be like, oh, well, I'm a science graduate and I work in marketing or whatever, so I know it isn't real. Mm-hmm. But see a meme and be like, lol, that is pretty me. Yeah. But it's a whole other thing to pay someone the, for their services. Yeah. That's far less easy to reconcile. So I kind of feel as if, and I've always thought this, astrology is sort of like, to female bonding, astrology is to male bonding what football is for men. Yeah, I agree. Because you can be more involved or less involved. You have your sign, aka your team, and people know what that means and you can exchange them and like talk about them very, and you don't have to get into a much deeper level of conversation once you're once you're into talking about signs yes and you can you can really involve yourself and be really knowledgeable and no one looks down at you really for that among groups of women i would say yeah yeah 100 um but you can also just have a very kind of stopgap knowledge that will allow you to bond with people in that way at that time which is more how i would say i have 
astrology knowledge like I can very comfortably slip into conversation as I'm doing right now about astrology but I don't actually do much research into it yeah yeah um and I think it's it's low risk mm. in that you don't have to reveal too much about your own thoughts and opinions yeah and like football as well it involves very little personal involvement yeah it's a hobby without any like you're not putting yourself on the line because it's something that you're born with and football's different in that you know you actually but you choose no, your you, team, but also like you inherit. Like I'm, inherit I'm a Chelsea team. fan because my whole family are Chelsea fans yeah. because they used to live in Fulham. Exactly, I'm a Hammers fan because my whole family's Hammers fan. Hammers till I die. I'm forever blowing bubbles. <laughs> <gasps> That's me. But yeah, it's the same. It's like a, a a system of symbols. Yeah. That you can participate in. Yeah, and that are easily exchangeable. That work across time across space you can speak to people of different generations through astrology you can speak to people across different countries through astrology and I think a lot of the rise of the meme accounts is more to do with that than to do with like any real beliefs in astrology I think it's this fact that Instagram has enabled this huge like spectrum of female bonding across space and I think it also gives people a kind of insularity and protection if someone doesn't work with the communication devices in the same way that they do mm. you say oh he's such a gemini or mm. such a capricorn mm. and it legitimates their behavior in a way that means it has nothing to do with you you know it's all about them mm. you are excused from the re- responsibility of the consequences of your actions because someone else's pre-given behavioral patterns that have nothing to do with anyone mm. are at fault mm. there was so the Atlantic article that you sent me which we'll link in the show notes because it's really interesting but there was one quote on it which I just thought was so true Um, it says in some ways astrology is perfectly suited for the internet age there's a low barrier to entry and nearly endless debts to plumb if you feel like falling down a google research hole which literally is it like it's so meaningless and you can really easily get to the surface level that you need to be able to engage in this chatter but you can also it can also be a way to kind of fill your time um, and a very harmless way to fill your time. And one which, again, you don't need money to be an expert in astrology, really, because you just need a Google search engine and yeah. time. And I think what people really like about it is that it tells things about themselves that they would otherwise have had to discover. And the open endedness and kind of chaotic level of choice we have about how to behave and who we are I don't mean choice in terms of millennial you know have it all choice but just like as human beings being a personality is really exhausting Mm. and it's a kind of relief just to be told this is what you are this is what you are yeah and you can either choose to prove it or disprove it yeah like it it sets the groundwork yeah but it's interesting because when we say that astrology is perfect for the internet age, we can only mean that astrology, which is stripped of all of its historic meaning, like Absolutely. you were saying. So like we can only mean astrology in the sense of categorizing selves rather than, you know, predicting events. Yeah. Because actually the internet age has completely taken away any possibility that astrology might ever be used like that not even in terms of the science but just like the internet age is ai and it's yeah. like predictive modeling and machine learning and all of this stuff so we can only think of astrology really as something to talk about ourselves with or discover ourselves with yeah we've made the future almost completely intelligible and the mm. only thing left that is unintelligible and requires an explanation that we don't fully understand is the self and how we relate to other people yeah 
we were talking about this. People are obsessed with trying to figure out why millennials are obsessed with astrology. Yeah. There's so much meta discourse on it. And the thing that they always say is millennials are narcissists and astrology is all about the self. But in historical context, it isn't. Mm. So maybe the contemporary manifestation of astrology is a particular millennial. So I actually like did a little bit of statistical research Mm. on astrology and like the words, the word astrology and the word zodiac. And I went on to Google and ground viewer, which allows you to look at frequency from books from I think it's like 1800 and then I also went onto Google Trends which obviously is just like since Google has started collecting that data so it's like since about 2004 and both astrology and zodiac are pretty much consistent over time like literally looking from the 1800s to now there's not really been a significant rise in the use of the word in books zodiacs had a really significant rise actually compared to astrology which I don't know if that's just because it's the zodiac killer that's in search (laughs) history not in Books. a lot of that will be me googling serial killers late at night so yeah you're just <laughs> responsible for the whole of google trends but like my hot take is that there is no resurgence in astrology the astrology has kind of basically been how it's been since 60s 70s hippiedom there's no change there and that we're just ascribing new meaning to the fact that astrology has this place in public life yeah there's definitely no resurgence in terms of people taking it up, but pe- maybe there is a resurgence in how, or there is a change in how people are using it. But essentially astrology and interest in astrology, the zodiac, spirituality, like all of this stuff in general, you know, like witches, tarot, heal- like crystals, yeah. healing crystals. None of this has changed, but people are really interested in why we might be using it now. Yeah, the kind of meta-analysis of people's uptake. Yeah means that we think it's changed more than it has yeah i think so loads of these articles so the atlantic article is one of them and it's basically kind of searching for a reason as to why millennials are so interested in astrology and i feel like the the reasons that it seeks and the reasons that it finds say more about the people writing than they do about Mm. why meme astrology especially is important i think meme astrology is actually not too related to you know stress or anxiety or um i think probably there's a reason that astrology memes have exploded since instagram and that's because instagram exists yeah it's it's a commentary (laughs) on like social media yeah but every article will you know think that it's because of trump or because of the 2008 crisis or because millennials can't can't buy houses yeah exactly but i think it misses the central point which we've discussed which is that the contemporary culture and the way we live our lives in like postmodern western countries is devoid of religion and community as organizing principles yeah definitely like i would track the change in astrology less back to millennials and more back to like the 60s and 70s um and when we began to see the death of religion, Sontag has a really nice quote on this. Sorry to bring her up again. <laughs> but um, she says, of all possible crimes which an entire culture can commit, the one most difficult to bear psychologically is deicide. And then she defines this concept called religious fellow travelling, which is essentially the idea that we might develop some religiosity, but without faith or observance or content or obligations, duties, etc. And I think astrology really provides this. It, mm allows us to tap into this sense of higher self and has done this since the 60s and 70s without 
having to do anything in exchange for that without having to take on moral responsibility or um I don't know take up yeah yeah well I think the the idea that we abandon our gods you know the phrase god is dead and it is we who have killed him mm. we abandon our spiritual organizing principles but we can't bear the thought that we're just alone in an uncaring universe yeah and that's like a really hard human condition to feel that it's just like you and it's just other people and you just have to make decisions and take actions and live with the consequences and then you die mm. and there's no there's no one looking out for you that isn't a person and there's no reason beyond your own choices for why things happen mm. And I think it's really interesting that we've chosen astrology as our answer to this spiritual lack because I think that astrology is essentially a belief that is inherently unbelievable for all the reasons that we've said you know it's based on a science which most people just know not to be true we know that the sun doesn't travel around us we know that this isn't how the stars look and so essentially it allows us to engage in some kind of religiosity (laughs) but without ever actually committing like there's this pure like there's this irony around everyone that's into astrology which is yeah i know it's bullshit but we all say it yeah like i do it all the time i'm like oh i know that it's bullshit but it's useful and like my reasons for when the only things that i or you know will all be it's so easy to be anti-religion now and like um to be against religion generally and we'll but we'll all say oh but it has some useful things in it like higher purpose and what we've done is found something which is completely unbelievable and therefore we can use it because yeah. we don't have to actually ever what's the word I we have no obligations for? to fulfill yeah because we don't it's ever not have, real we don't ever have to be sincere about astrology and no. in fact to be sincere about astrology is to go over that tipping point of now okay now we're laughing at you yeah but like you're bonkers it's kind of sad that we've replaced faith or that we feel this need to replace faith and we replace it with something which is inherently insincere because one of the whole components of faith, one of the reasons that religions are actually so frightening is because they require full sincerity. Absolute sincerity. Yeah. And if you believe that there is a deity that expects something of you, then you work really hard to fulfil that Mm. because of a sincere belief in the consequences of what happens if you don't. Mm. But we get to participate in astrology. We get to dip in and out and use it for like a narcissistic validation. But as soon as it requires something of us, we get to take a step back and say that we don't really believe it. Yeah. And it's a it's a very like modernist take. It's a very, yeah, it's very modernist and it's very, you know, you can have your cake and eat it essentially. Yeah. Because you're trying to... But the thing is, is that you can't. Because we will never gain from this system of astrology what was gained through religion. Yeah. Because it is inherently ironic. Like, we will never gain that seriousness and that sense of purpose through astrology unless you commit to believing in it. Because you can't participate in normal society as a really sincere astrologer i mean you can participate but you are marked as weird and different Mm. and so you can't be a normal person and a sincere astrologer at the same time Mm -hmm. so you have to have a foot in either camp and neither of those are enough Mm -hmm. 
like astrology when you're you know alone at night feeling existentially really scared the thought of having a virgo moon doesn't bring me much comfort in the same way that the idea of for example a, a man who sacrificed himself for me and loves me unconditionally would have done i'm talking about jesus mm. obvs the same way that that would provide like <laughs> <laughs> imagine it was just like a man, a man that sacrificed himself was like this one's for you <laughs> All I want is a man like Jesus to just crucify himself for me. (laughs) But that would provide a real, genuine, existential comfort. Yeah. Structurally. Yeah, and also the fact that it builds more of a community. Well, yeah, just the fact that you genuinely believe that there is something beyond. I think it's not even just about Jesus. I think it's about like genuinely believing in the afterlife and like genuinely yeah. believing that there is that no matter how bad things are now, that there is something more waiting. And like astrology really doesn't provide that because, especially in the way that we're using it now, it's a way to explain things on earth but there's no and and also very like inconsequential things on earth yeah like oh classic sagittarius they booked a round the world trip (laughs) like what does that when have you ever gone around the world are you meant to be is that yeah that's what they always say and when it's like the star signs as snacks and it'll be like pisces maltesers like what the fuck (laughs) does that mean so like key example of this is apparently in this article it said there's a actual column called astrology is fake but yeah and i do have to say that i did take something away from this astrology is fake because there was one that said astrology is fake but tauruses hate change yeah and one of the (laughs) examples it gave was melania trump who apparently is a taurus not being able to divorce yeah i know melania trump's a taurus iconic taurus i know Almost as iconic as me. <laughs> it has been greatest honor of my life to serve as first lady. <laughs> For a minute, I thought you were quoting. <laughs> How iconic! She hates change so much that she couldn't change the previous first lady speech. Lol. <laughs> Love Melania. Love you, sweetheart. Come on, the Melania. Pod. Come on, the pod. <laughs> I would love to interview Melania Trump. Yeah, same. I'd say, how does it feel to be the hottest first lady? We could just talk about being a Taurus. This is what I mean. It's perfect female bonding because I could get on with Melania because we're both Tauruses. But yeah, I think it's also a way to, like, this is probably also what Christianity or religion provides you, but it's not even just about times of existential crisis. It's about, like, a way of feeling important within a system Mm -hmm. that is not and actually do you know what i don't know if religion did do that because in religion i guess i guess it depends what religion we're not actually we're pretty expendable probably by gods i think we're expendable but there is a certain level of righteousness that comes with the conviction that you've chosen the right faith yeah that's true and also like in some religions more so than others you're part of a whole plan yeah and i think astrology provides that same sense of being part of like a wider scheme but i think the the fundamental thing where astrology falls short is that it's faaceless yeah there's no idol there's no no it's and then, then we have to make ourselves idol the idol yeah, yeah. idolatry is the cool thing <gasps> yes we are the idols yeah oh my god we are the pop idols <laughs> <laughs> um yeah astrology man well economics is astrology for men Yes, yes. Okay, economics is actually astrology for men though because it's so 
Like, it's actually such bullshit. The market is our response to the deicide. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Hayek's got so much to answer for. I wonder what Thatcher and Reagan were. Their star signs. Oh yeah, let's look up their Thatcher and Reagan star signs. You look up Reagan, I'll look up Thatcher. Margaret Hilda Thatcher. Boring name. <laughs> 13th of October. Fuck, she's a Libra. Damn, I don't trust Libras. <laughs> this is the other thing, okay? It's like, so you actually know the characteristics and therefore decide your opinions. Yeah. Whereas I know people, find out what star sign they are and then judge <laughs> everyone else based on that. Like, I have no idea if like they're acting particularly like Libra, but I just know a Libra that's hurt me. So like, <laughs> classic Libras, they ghost you on dates. Yeah. <laughs> Reagan was an Aquarius. Yeah, that fits. Jokes. Okay. I'm completely <laughs> making it up. What sign is Obama? Leo. He's a Leo. He's such a Leo. All of my family are Leos. Are they? Yeah. Which I also has turned me against it slightly because all of the men in my family are Leos and like they're all very different. Yeah. In but my... you've just got to look at the inner planet. Yeah. Okay. So like my, yeah, but my brothers are twins. Okay. <laughs> okay. Astrology. Explain twins. Yeah. That's where the logic falls apart. They were they were born twenty minutes apart, but I doubt that won't affect seismic shifts could have occurred. <laughs> Cosmic. <laughs> There's an earthquake and your brother spilled out of your mum's womb. Just so huge. <laughs> Guys, remember that earthquake in Gillingham in two thousand and five? That was my brother's. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I think the Myers Briggs and Enneagrams. They're an extension of the same goal of like filling the gap left of purpose by the demise of religion. Yeah, or I I think actually that they're less religious because they lack this spiritual element and more mm. fulfill the goal of like helping us decide who we are, which has become a modern form of transcendence. It's like the cult of personality. Yeah, the cult of like your own personal personality though because we don't yeah. ever seek other people's cults of personality now really. We seek constantly to be fulfilled by our own. Yeah. And to be told by people who we perceive to be experts. Mm. I really want to speak about um, that other article you sent me which was about that oh, astrologer. Yeah. yeah, so it's a Guardian article and it's from a former astrologer and she has a really interesting thesis at the end because she's basically given up she's given up being a psychic because she knows that her being a psychic is kind of bullshit yeah but she doesn't like how much value other people take in her being a psychic again will be linked in the show notes but she like puts forward her thesis that the venture capital pouring into astrology apps will create a fortune telling system that works because humans are predictable as people follow the advice the app's predictive powers will increase creating an ever tighter electronic leash but they'll be hugely popular because if you sprinkle magic on top you can sell people anything yeah i think it's such an interesting point she says that but my co-star <laughs> it's not on point the bots have not have not got yeah me right. guys delete co-star no it's written keep... by bots it's bullshit can i read out my co-star quote yeah my favorite one ever good afternoon pip is thinking your drug of choice? <laughs> Why yes. Why yes. Why yes. Um, another co-star. Do nail polish, cozy rooms, stick and pokes. Don't 
smoothies, <laughs> natural light, <laughs> and DIY hair guards. Way to tell me I'm ugly, co-star. It's such bullshit. Um, another one. Do trade books, low light, pillow talk, don't. Babying, microscopes, <laughs> and pay books. I'll make sure to avoid the lab. Here's um, one from my housemate. Do you feel like a weeping willow? <laughs> Today you feel torn between merging with your environment and individuation. It's good to take time for yourself if that's what you need. So like, it's total flexibility. And these made me laugh. Do sunbeams, reading lamps, smooth jazz. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Screens, mouldy bread. <laughs> Fuck, I was going to eat that. (laughs) Memory lane. So like, put down your phone and don't remember anything is her top tip for the day. Yeah, I also think the more predictable they come, like the other issue I would have with this is that the more predictable they come, the less they become like astrology. Like, I don't think these apps are ever going to be fundamentally great at predict... Or if they got too good... At predicting you they would only need to make one false prediction to to um to like become invalid hang on let me just plug my laptop in okay quick okay we're plugged in fantastic we're good. i do i do think the way that we okay so i think i know i said before that i don't think astrology has changed i think the way that we use it has slightly changed and i think therefore the way that it's given has slightly changed mm. so i think now because we're so and I don't even know if that I don't wouldn't read any more into it than like the fact that it's kind of become on Instagram and is more associated with wellness and there's just the ways to be spiritual have adapted slightly from the 70s like it's got it's got more goopy yeah it's got it's got more neatly packaged commercialized universal and requires less commitment in terms of lifestyle yeah and like it's more I don't know how to say it. It's, it does, it uses the language of spirituality and wellness far more so than it used to. So I actually have some astrology from the 60s from when I was doing my disc research. I, ha- I had to read all of these like <laughs> 60s teen magazines. But one of the um, pieces of advice for a Taurus back in, I think this was like 1967, was generosity from a friend. Be grateful, not doubtful. Don't worry about the future. Worrying and complaining can become habits. Think of what goes right, not wrong. You have cause for optimism. <laughs> Exciting parcels. <laughs> like, whereas now it would be like, look for your inner self. Caught in- between environment and individuation. Yeah, exactly. Like to read out my co like my co-star from in fact, let me read my out my one today. But like- I, I think that validates my earlier point that astrology has become a language of signs and symbols that allow you to participate once you're in group but if you're out group you've got no idea but everyone knows what exciting parcels mean <laughs> yeah exactly i'm kind of i'm kind of low-key like so excited by the fact that exciting parcels existed in the 60s like in the same way as they do you know like when amazon comes yeah like, obviously it wasn't exciting amazon parcels then, but like the fact that we've always been excited about parcels to me is more meaningful than the fact that we've always been into astrology like i love that women have always been excited by parcels <laughs> Um, I just went on to my co-star to compare to how like 
how it was back then. Say don't podcasting. <laughs> it says procure an eyelash. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like from who? News <laughs> just in. Co-star endorses alopecia. <laughs> Wish. Is that a thing? Making a wish on an eyelash? Yeah, it's an American I f- thing. I feel like you're not meant to like procure <laughs> Procure, like from the black market. <laughs> but then like the description says, today you are feeling moody. Instead of being a gaping wound, try breaking open and out of your shell. Denying emotional problems only reveals your emotional wounds. And what I just mean is that it's co-opted the language of like this slight therapy. Yeah. Just spirituality. Like we all know what I'm saying. Like there's this way of being spiritual now, which has its own language. And it's about like energy and value and um, aura and like vibes and all of that stuff. Whereas I think astrology used to be a lot more kind of cut. And you know, yeah. one of those things says wear blue this week. It used to yeah. be more like that. <laughs> People participated at a much lower level and probably used it in a much less egoistic way. Mm. Yeah, because actually, to me, that's the big difference between meme astrology and astrology as practice is that when I send you guys a meme about our like an astrology meme. Yeah, yeah. It's very much just about your personal characteristics and your personhood. Yeah. And who I think you are. Yeah. And actually, I think the most reason that we go on to astrology meme pages is just to seek out versions of ourselves that have been created by strangers. Like, I like to go on the meme pages and scroll through and just look at everything that they say about Taurus. And I'll only pick out the ones where I'm like, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Like, I am like share from clueless oh my god yeah yeah yeah. where and and even the ones that are not flattering are cutting in a way that we feel able to participate in such that it still boosts the ego yeah but that meme astrology is its whole own type of astrology and it's completely related to astrology and the zodiac in the sense that you know it's all based Mm. on these 12 types but it's so divulged from it in every other way it's not systemic it doesn't i don't think it particularly encourages you even to look at astrology in a more systemic way because it turns it into a symbol by which we can recognize ourselves yeah rather than guide ourselves through life and also once you send it to someone it says to them this is how i perceive you am i right and when you are right that validates that you know them yeah that's my favorite quote of all time that says if we want to reap the rewards of being loved, we have to submit to the mortifying ordeal of being known. Mm. But you don't have to submit in this because you're being given labels. So you know your friend's a Virgo. You see a Virgo characteristic and you kind of test the water with it. I wouldn't even, I would even say that it's a way to affirm that you do know. Like my, I often send astrology memes to people who I know them so well that I want to prove to them that I know them so well. And it's funny. And it's a way of like showing that I love them without yeah. having to say it. Because yeah, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, they're right. You are this person. And I know your birthday, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're so good at remembering birthdays. I really am. Bad at knowing signs though. Well, that's why we're a good team. Yeah. I don't know when anyone's born. 
but I know they're a Gemini. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you when they're born and then you can tell me what their characteristics are. Yeah, you get the that. intel. I'll tell them whether they should wear blue this week or not. <laughs> <laughs> I do wish horoscopes... I could get more into horoscopes, actually, if they told me what colours I should be wearing because for me, like that's what you I You don't wear with. much blue. No, I used to wear more blue. Yeah, you did. But we... <gasps> Maybe there's a reason in the stars for that. <laughs> we should do oh! our colours. Written in the stars. Million miles away. Tune. Yeah, we should do our colours. Yeah, I'm a soft autumn. What do you mean our colours? <laughs> Why did you say yes? We're both white. <laughs> I actually don't know what you're talking about. You know Bridget Jones when her mum's always like, let's go get your colours done. No. And people, it's the same thing of like a model by which you can know yourself and make yourself intelligible to other people. It like, it's a big in the 90s. What am I? I don't shout at me. I don't know. <laughs> I think you'd be autumnal because we've got quite similar colouring. But it's about like your skin tone, your eye colour, your eyebrow colour, your hair colour. Oh, okay. Well, I've been told that I should wear a lot of purple eyeshadow. Yeah, you're probably in autumn as well. So have I. Um, I thought you meant because like once once some guy in the tube came up to my family (laughs) and was like pointing at my brother and said, oh, he's an indigo child. Oh. What are your thoughts on... That's so fucking weird. (laughs) (laughs) What did you... I thought that's what we were talking about. (laughs) That we should go up to people on the tube. Get our colours done. Ask people on the tube. I didn't realise it was like... You're talking about like makeup, essentially. Yeah, it's it's like it was like a big thing in the nineties. Oh well, I have a book of this, like all of the makeup, or like I had to read again for my thesis. (laughs) My thesis, I just did things that I like, but it was like Mary Quant's book of like all the colors that look good on different kinds of people. But that's not astrology, is it? No, but it's just like that's just aesthetic. The same label of being like I'm a soft autumn. And if people know what that means, then they know what that says about me. But if they don't, then they've got no idea. But like, surely they can see what that says about you. Yes. I'm not, I'd be like, don't look at me. You're not allowed to know my eye colour. Really but useful. I'm a soft autumn. Really useful if you're like a Jane and you... Oof, what have you done? I just dropped my phone on the floor. <laughs> I'm silly. I'm such a Taurus. Such a silly goose. I'm such a silly goose. Uh, any final thoughts about astrology? Um, Sagittarius's are the best and Capricorns suck. No, they don't. I like a Capricorn. It's not real. (laughs) Yeah, crucially, it isn't real. (laughs) Bye, losers. Bye, losers.